Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, Noel is with me on the line today. Noel is the owner of the uh, Anaskul House Bed and Breakfast. And Noel, you might just explain your story to listeners today. Why you got in touch with us? Hello, how are things? Good. Um, I live in Anaskul County, Kerry, on the Dinka Peninsula. Um, myself and my wife, Myra Spillan, we run a, a B&B for many years there. And um, the war started and we heard the appeal on the radio for the Red Cross to uh, contact the Red Cross, which we did. And then the Red Cross uh, said to us that um, because we had, it was a B&B, it would be commercial and it passes on to Kerry County Council. And in the meantime, we were refurbishing the house and getting it ready and all that kind of thing. And um, the council sent out a man in to have a look at the house to see would it pass or not pass or whatever. And it passed. It was fine. It was grand. And um, after that, then we didn't hear much after that. And we rang the council and they said we were trying to get them and they had many staff and things like that, you know. And then we just rang Norman Foley and, and uh, Brendan Griffin and they came back saying they do the block in the carrier at the moment for any kind of refugees or anything like that. But to give it a while, so we gave it a while. Yeah, this was to accommodate Ukrainian mind, refugees. Sorry? This was to accommodate Noel, Ukrainian yeah, refugees. Yeah. You had you had a house, you had a B and B house that you thought this is suitable, not in use. Yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be like a handout, and like it does leave thirteen people, so it'd be a good it's a big house. To have. It, it, yeah, it would, it would be group group people together, like their family or friends or things like that. It'd be I thought it'd be handy trying to keep people together rather than splitting them up. But kind of when I hear then that on the radio there's so many coming in and there's so little space and everything, and I just wondering why nobody's contacted us or like I'm I'm starting to think there must be other houses in all the counties in Ireland like this, or am I just the only one? You know, so that was really so. We at the moment now the way it is is that um, we're just sitting there waiting, and if we don't get them in the next few weeks, we'll be starting our summer season now in call and. Um, would that be a house less for any Ukrainian refugees or any refugees from anywhere? Do you know? Because we've been constantly hearing for the past week to 10 days, we've heard various different uh, ministers in the Taoiseach out talking about the shortage of accommodation and, uh, you know, uh, how many more um, uh, refugees we might even be able to accommodate in accommodation. And what I thought was striking when you got in touch was that here you are, somebody with a B&B that's currently empty, that can accommodate 13 people, and nobody's got back to you. And the other side of the kind, in it, I think, as well, is that my B&B is in the, in the heart of town school on the main street. We've doctor surgery. There's a church there. There's a school. There's shops. There's restaurants. It's, a, it's on the bus route to Dingle to Chile. There's about three or four buses each day going in both directions. Like, it's well-serviced and things. Mm. It's not like and you're in the middle of nowhere, Noel. You have plenty of services. Like in, Do you know what I mean around like you? I, exactly. And I know of business in Dingle. They had to close last year because they couldn't get staff and things. And it's kind of a bit mind-boggling that there's a house there. It's good to go. Okay, some of the jobs and things may be seasonal or something like that. That's quite understandable. But at least it gives them some chance to adjust or maybe integrate a little bit. You know, but they seem to not be coming back to me anyway. 
Like, I know from talking to the, the Irish Red Cross here on the programme over the past year or so, Nolan, and, and, and like they often, you know, um, reference how the goodwill of people who have offered accommodation that they have or, you know, maybe a second home or something yeah. or B&B that's lying idle. Um, and, and naturally, there's, you know, checks and, and balances and the whole lot that they need to, to uh, dot I's and cross T's and make sure everything's right, make sure that the house would be suitable. Well, I think that's only fair. Right? Yeah. If they're coming here, they should be given some kind of standard of a accommodation, not not put people into tents with a bed and give them a back bin liner to put their clothes in and put their clothes on the floor beside their bed. Mm. But I would is, assume that is, you... Is, 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 that all, is that all Ireland has to offer them? Yeah, then? but I would assume that you, as somebody who has a runs a registered bed and breakfast, like you, you must surely meet all these checks. I do. The council came out to give me a clear bill of, bill of health. Yeah. said the house fine. It was in very good condition. We're now we're only after renovating it and getting all new stuff into it and everything. And it's just there and I like when I speak to the council or I speak to anybody of any authority, the two reasons I'm given is one is there's a block on, on, on people coming to Kerry and the second then they're saying they're very understaffed. Do you know, but that house sitting there must be nearly six months now. It's six you know, months ago, Noel, since you at least five at least minimum of five months I'd say. You know, it's just sitting there. That seems incredible. It's kind of hard to understand. And no contact back from, and because you are a commercial building, you can't go through the Red Cross, you have to go through the local authority. You have to go well, through seems, the local authority. It seems, it seems absolutely they, incredible, Noel. Well, there's something going on, though, because uh, Terry County Council have said to me, they advised me to go ahead and use as a DB this year, that they wouldn't hold out much hope for, um, for getting anybody this year, you know. So, Did they? You were, so you've actually been told by the council, go on ahead and, yeah. and go back, yeah, use it for, for the tourist yeah. season, yeah. And then, like, you hear the radio, so many people stuck, you know. I know, kind of, I numbers, know. Like, 30, 20, 40, you know, it's, it's massive. It seems anyway, incredible that nobody could come back to you within five months and give you an answer, you know, when you've a house there ready to go and, as you say, you know, a, a really big house that can accommodate and sleep 13 people. Um, it just, it seems absolutely unbelievable. Stay with us, Noel, if you don't mind, because I've Marion on the line as well. Um, Marion, you're in Galway. Are you having a similar issue? Yes, but I didn't realise that uh, with Noel, it was six months. We only applied at the beginning of January and um, we applied to IPAS, the International Protection Agency, and we also applied to the local city council uh, just through email and that. And we got a call right from the local, back from the local city council um, who told us that we have a, an eight-bedroom house so we could come be accommodate 16 people. With the, It's in perfect condition because we had decided to retire anyway and to sell the house. And then when we heard that there's a huge amount of people looking that there's a shortage. We only decided over Christmas well let's see if we can take in Ukrainian families. We're right on the verge of Galway City. We're right beside the schools. Like Noel said there's so understaffed in Galway City um, in the restaurants and the pubs and everything. So there would be jobs for people. We're near the industrial estate. Uh, the house is in great condition. Like we have a huge rating for the guest house. So, and we've heard Nothing. So I know it's only January, early January we applied. We got reference numbers back, but absolutely no no phone number to ring. You know, very hard to get in contact with anybody to see what's happening. Like, we're, we're actually thinking of selling the house now because we've retired. But the house was there, you know, and it's it's a lovely area with the green in front and right outside above mm-hmm. for, for people to work. So we can't understand it, really, you know, um, and how you can't get in touch. With, it's all through email. 
you know, it's very difficult to speak with anybody. And like again, you know, you're somebody that's that's been approved as an accommodation provider. Oh, and God, yes, yes, yeah. we're registered. We're that compliant. We're compliant with everything. I know. You know, we've been running the guest house for the last seven years, apart from during COVID, and it's really in great condition. And you know, commercial dryers. You know, for big group people staying, like it's perfect for families with kids beside the schools and that. And we, it's terrible to think that they're sleeping in tents and that there's no room. And yes, these, I'm sure there are plenty more guest houses out there, you know, people retiring in that, that would be available. Like, So I can't understand how they're not jumping at us trying to, on this now, I don't know. I can't understand it really. And then, yeah, yeah was it last week or the previous week I heard in the news that we're, we're potentially reaching a point where we might not have accommodation for yeah. any more Ukrainian uh, refugees in the country. And yet, if you and the phone, you can accommodate, what, 16? And I, can, I can accommodate 16. And yeah. Noel can accommodate 13. <laughs> and nobody has got back. Yeah. Like, sure, no, it just absolutely. I did stuff. speak with the man in the city council who told me there was no problem, yeah, that, that we could get on to the Department of Social Protection and apply for kind of temporary to bring in people and that they would pay us 800 a month which wouldn't entirely pay DSB and the, because I think we have to pay the heating and the and everything you know so that wouldn't cover wouldn't cover our costs that's that was the only thing he could offer us you know and he was to look into to see if there was something else for bringing in you know more people and uh, he hasn't been back to me since either very nice gentleman now but um that was the only thing we got offered yeah you know, are there other people, so do know. you know, Marion, from, you know, in the same line of work as yourself that are in a similar position? I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard of anybody else. Now, we're just, there's only three guest houses here and they're still going on, going to run there as a guest house. As I said, we're only at it the last seven years, so we decided over the summer to retire. And then we were going to sell it. And then when we heard about the Ukrainian and all the problems and people mm. not having any, we said, well, we'll just see, can we offer it to families, on, you know, for a year or two until everything gets sorted again and nothing. So it's disappointing, really. Yeah, you know? no, I can tell that from you. And like, you know, yourself and Nolan, in fairness, you're there and you have the, you've the, the rooms and the space and you're, you're willing to, to offer up the accommodation. And I think people are just pretty sort of surprised to hear that nobody has got back. And like, Noel, you said you're waiting for, for five months. So will you, just, will you just do now as the council told you and, you know, use the rooms for accommodation um, during the summer period now in the tourist season? Put it back for the tourist season, you know. But I think as well that a lot of people may have pledged their houses and things, and the cause of this slowness is coming closer to the summer period. So therefore, people are going to say, "Do I wait? Maybe not get something, or do I go ahead and take my season?" You know. Mm. So they, they could be actually losing pledges because of that. Janice is on the line too, um, uh, Marion as well. Janice is in Kinsale. Janice, did you try to offer up rooms in your house? Yes, um, my situation is somewhat different. I'm a widow and I have a three-bedroom house. And I contacted the Irish Red Cross as soon as they put their website up to sign up, offering up two bedrooms. I suggested for a mother and children uh, for free. This was not a commercial thing with me. And... um, Well, I finally heard from them a couple months later. Actually, they rang me three different times asking me for the same information, which sort of surprised me. It seemed a little disorganized. But I said each time, because these, I think, were probably volunteers with the Irish Red Cross that contacted me because they didn't seem to have any information themselves. 
I said every time I needed someone who I could talk to, who could talk me through what my responsibilities would be. Did I need to empty out my bedrooms of any personal effects? How much, you know, what, how would I set up kitchen privileges in my house, et cetera? And they always said someone would ring me back. Mm. Three different times, no one rang me back. And then finally, uh, in June, they, contacted me about the guard of vetting process and I went through that. I think it went very quickly because I've done volunteer youth work here in Kinsale, so I was already guard of vetted. But then they contacted me and said that had gone through and that the council would be contacting me. And then I on the twenty sixth of June or so I got an email from them. I had just been on holiday, was back and was going on holiday again. And they said I had five days to respond to that email. Um uh, which kind of surprised me, seeing yeah, it had taken them all those months. Yes, but I was willing to go ahead. But again, I still felt I needed more information to know what you know kind of supports were there. And um, there was a button you could click on their website. And um, to get further information, I clicked on the button. It didn't work. Um, and so then I tried to, you know, various passwords and stuff, which I had with them because I had a reference number for my uh, making a pledge. And so then I wrote them an email saying, look, I, I, I'm not comfortable going forward until I get, you know, more information, but that I was very willing to, to pledge those uh, rooms. <sighs> and I never heard back anything. Nothing back again. And even when you get back onto them, there's just, just still nothing further, Janice. No, nothing further. It's disappointing, is it? Well, I just, you know, I, I just thought, well, maybe they've sorted it all out or, or whatever. But yeah. then when I hear on the radio, you know, just the other day that they're, they don't even have tent space for people. I'm just wondering how many other people were in my situation, mm. you know, that uh, were willing. But for some reason, they just couldn't get themselves organized enough to... Um, to make use, because I live right in the middle of, of Kinsale. There is a secondary school, a primary school within all walking the distance. There are yeah. doctors, there's a super value, there's an Aldi, there's everything. It's pretty, yeah, it, I have to say, like, a lot of the listeners, I can tell you on the text line today, are surprised by this because we're constantly hearing about the shortage of accommodation. Um, every time we, we end up talking about this on the show, it's, you know, often people talking about why is it always hotels in tourist towns? And yet I'm chatting to you and we have mm-hmm. Marion and we have um, Noel also on the programme there today, all talking about big, large B&Bs or houses or empty rooms and nobody, nobody's just getting back to you. I mean, mm-hmm. like it just, uh, yeah, I don't know, there seems to be a real void in, uh, I think, information on this and like people are wondering why, why can't Noel and yourself and Marion be told we don't need the accommodation or as Noel was told by the County Council, go on ahead and use it for, you know, tourist, um, for the tourist season. But like it, it just, it doesn't, just doesn't add up to me how there's such a shortage. And yet here's loads of people offering bedrooms, rooms and accommodation. Janice, listen, thank you for getting in touch with us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.